everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. This is the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do this show every single week, two times a week. This is the basement edition. We take your calls on Sunday night, normally. Uh, the last show we did was a fundraiser for Races, the immigration law firm and uh, organization that helps reunite families that are being separated right now. Uh, thank you for to the Sams from District Sentinel Radio for joining us on stage, telling jokes, having a good time. We raised $700 that night, which was incredible. So thank you to everybody that showed up as well. I did send the money. It's not like in some sort of holding place. It went straight to the people that need it. So uh, that was really cool of you to show up and do that. Uh, we are also going to have a live performance on July 1st july 31st that's a tuesday it's the going away party for grove city erica we're going to do a live show with some special guests there's going to be some partying afterwards uh we talked about possibly karaoke maybe a dj but that's still coming together it's going to be just five dollars to get in it's going to be at ace of cups in columbus ohio i'm excited to play this place i mean i've always wanted all the coolest people play here taco cats playing here Sheer mag, sheer mag, King Kong, King Kong, sheer mag, Japanese everybody, breakfast. Everybody that comes through to Perry Ubu right there last year, I uh, just said it right, right. Idols, yeah, all so everybody. I mean, this is incredible. So please come out. We want to make it a big show. Call off on Wednesday night. Um, if you need lodging, I bet we can figure something out. Uh, but please come up to hang out. Tuesday, I, Columbus, Ohio, July 31st. I also want to say that if you're in Ohio, this is a high, there's a high probability that this is it for the year. I know we said that last year, and who knows, maybe the end of year party will become a, a tradition here, but we have a lot of shit, like live shit, planned for the rest of the year, and I, I'm not totally sure that Ohio or Cleveland or Cincinnati is going to happen unless somebody comes to us and asks us to do it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in Ohio and you want to see us live, this is the time. This is going to be a fun show. Yeah, this will be a, a good time. There's a lot of people that are going to show up. It's a big place, so please be there. Um, I don't have tickets available yet. You need to check our social Fuck. media. But I will send updates <laughs> to everyone. And, of course, you can just pay at the door when you arrive, so it's not that stressful. Um the That's all the business we need to get out of the way. If this is your first time listening to the show... Let me catch you up. Basically, Brian and I are committed to overthrowing the United States government and all other world governments to create a flattened hierarchy Earth that uh, exists on a plane that vibrates higher than what we're currently on right now. We're looking for the real age of Aquarius, the beginning of it all, a new um, equalized world where the workers get to relax while the 1% goes back to work. Uh, this is Street Fight Radio. Thank you for being here. And listening and giving us a shot. It'll, my, it'll catch on. I put my Kratom in a little bottle, which is how I carry it around. Adam saw me do it. He's here from Crappy Oats, from Twitter, from... Uh, yeah, we have what's the show? special guest producer from the South Paws po podcast. The South pa I almost called you Sporties. <laughs> Sporties <like> podcast. <laughs> Sporties. Is it, is an Adam Bowman joint tonight? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's actually taking Jason's spot. We had a no-call, no-show. This tonight. is our first... Yeah, we have an employee, Jason... <laughs> 
Brian's brother, and he did a no call, no show. This is also, and I'm going to say this on the air, it's my fault. I was not, cl- see, this is what, if bosses did this, that would fucking be something. But if this was a real job, he'd be in fucking trouble. You know what I mean? But I'm sitting here and I'm just like, it's partly my fault. I didn't make it 100% clear that we were going to do Thursday. I just kind of kept saying we should do it Thursday. And that's kind of Brett and I's style that usually means it's going to happen on Thursday. Right? Yeah. Brian has a real mind. He expects everyone around him to be a mind reader. (laughs) Yeah. So we, I think Brett and I pretty much knew we were going to have to do the show today because it has to get done. But I think Jason probably wasn't quite used to the sure. passive aggressive way that we we run this business where it's like, and we always I'll do, do it. it. I can fucking do it. You want to do it? You can do it. We'll do it. We no. can get this thing done. Okay. No, we, we do the all in thing where it's like. Uh, well, I'm going to do the show. You cannot do it if you want. I guess I'll do it by myself or I can get somebody else. It's like, no, I'm going to fucking do it. I do it every week, just like you. <laughs> Even though I don't. You've got me. You probably got two dozen more episodes than I, I lapped do. you now. I, oh, I'm, I'm lapping you with the third show. But you know oh, what? Oh, with third show for sure. I love doing the third show. So who gives a shit? You know, it's fun for me. I get to flex the other muscles i guess we are also so adam is in the chat right now if you want to talk to him and tell him what you think of his video transition work here in in the youtube live uh producer spot um we offer a bonus show for one dollar a month if you go over to head over to patreon.com slash street radio you can get a third show every single week for five dollars a month you can watch us do this show uh, we've did that because we didn't want to really hide a lot of our content behind a wall and we didn't want to have to like make you pay $5 to get all of our stuff. So really all you're getting is an exclusive look at our stupid faces when you go to that level. But if you do $8, you get a zine sent straight to your house every single month, a list, but it's late as hell. It comes really fucking late. Yeah, it's pretty late, but it gets there. It does come eventually. It's just on street fight time. Which is really slow, I think, right? Well, it's comfortable. I'm not stressed. I'm not going to stress myself about it or spare any extra hours. You know, I'm not working over 40 fucking hours to do this thing. A lion doesn't waste his time something about sheep. Worrying about the opinions of sheep. Yeah. That's true. That's the truth, man. We're uh, recording a day late, so I think that's why I'm tired. This is my day of rest. This is where I usually... Uh, What's the word? Like, I usually, like, lay back and not do anything on Thursday. Okay. Should be my day at rest, but the 4th of July happened this week. Sure. It's a wrench in the gear. <sighs> so great. Now we're now we're here a day late, and we just celebrated America. They tricked us into celebrating the United States. Well, I didn't... I mean, I didn't spend any money doing that, though. No, we didn't spend a dime this year. It was really wild. We went to all kinds of free stuff. That was good. My kid wasn't able to talk me into, like, an elephant ear or anything like that. So, she actually didn't... Yeah, so we... What we did was... What we did... The first night, we went to fireworks for the city. In Columbus, they do the city. Which... So, okay... The city goes on the 3rd. So on the 2nd at 5 p.m., you're allowed to rope off areas of the public park. The word I want to use repeatedly is public park. You're allowed to rope off your area of the park. Stake your claim. Yeah. People. So I, at 5 p.m. the day before, you're allowed to do this. 1 o'clock in the morning. 
because I went to meet with Brace, you know, the former piss pig granddad. But then at one o'clock in the morning, me and my wife and my daughter drove downtown and we walked along where we were like, it's probably like a fucking party out there. You know what I mean? Like sure. all these people are showing up They're at 5 p.m. They're staying the night. They're all hanging around each other. Maybe it's fun. Maybe people up there like grilling and smoking meat and just, you know, having a big party time that's, of it. That's what I'm doing next year. That's what you think is happening. That's not what happens. They actually just rope it off and go home. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Because I went there and it was all roped off and nobody I mean, was like, there. So could you, I don't know, I guess if you show up and you have the confidence to say, I put this green rope around this park bench. Because Brian sent me pictures of this and there's literally park benches that have like caution tape wrapped around yeah. them. Those are for people. The people wanted to have that. This is my park bench. This is my bench for the fireworks I, tomorrow for the fireworks night. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not going to sit in it until the fireworks. I'm just going to put pink tape around it. Yeah, just for like, don't sit in this seat right now. This is not your seat. This is my seat. Right. Um, if I catch you sitting here, there's nothing I can really do, but I will tell you that this is my seat. Well, like it, I, it, that kind of thing. <laughs> like there were people from other states that were like, "Oh, that wouldn't last here." Here, and that might be true. Like, I don't know. Real Midwestern tradition in Ohio is to be really mad about things, but not do anything about it. Oh, you know? I know. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> nobody has the guts really to to like say anything. But people were roping off areas that were just greedy greedy right. i mean like you know well we got to be able to have enough room to throw some fucking bags man you know yeah. well brett and i like both, set up a horseshoe pit yeah i think me and you live in pretty common size yards in the city for a city we have a decent sized yard i know right? i do we have they're roughly the same i mean your driveway cuts in a little i more. got two fucking gardens in it so there's like no room to do i bought an right. 18 foot long slip and slide for my daughter and i can't figure out where to put oh, no. it yeah that sucks well i have a normal size yard i have a half of a of a lot and that's my yard people were roping off more than my yard oh more yeah more than my living room dude more than the living room of my apartment which is decently big for a apartment you know and it's like, how the fuck do you get that? Where do you get that you get that much space? Like, what is this? Like, they just let you rope off a section and you get to fucking rope off like a football field? Like, could I come up there and just rope off the whole goddamn area? You know? Shit. It just depends, I guess, how willing, how big you're willing to go. Yeah. Some of those were wild. People did have some... And, and then walking through there... There was a lot of folks that were just sitting in the corner of a spot. With tons of fucking space in front. This is my theory. Can I give you my theory? Sure. One time a year, in all cities, people from all over the state and the kind of metro area descend upon their downtown to see their fireworks. This happens in Columbus, Ohio. This happens in probably Minneapolis, Minnesota. Happens in Indianapolis, Indiana. It happens in every place, right? Uh-huh. And they come in and they spend their whole day throwing their trash all over the place and sitting in traffic and uh, roping off insane areas of space so that nobody can fit in them. So that less people fit at the place and then people will walk into their territory. And then they talk about how the city is an urban hellscape. Well, you know what was really weird, though, is that actually the trash cans this year 
had saran wrap over top of them. <laughs> and I don't know if that's normal or not, but they literally said, like, no trash. We tried to have that. Well, I so tried basically, to defend him, too. I tried to play the devil's advocate. I tried to play the Brett, if you will, in this situation and said, maybe they don't want people filling up all the goddamn trash Sure, cans. and maybe, maybe if you say no trash cans, people are like, fine, I'll put my water bottle in my backpack <laughs> and I'll take it home and put it directly in my recycling. My and theory. No, we waded through a sea of fucking trash. Well, I, my guess is that they wanted that. I, I bought a shoe that. cleaner kit after leaving that place. Yeah. Like, it, I had to go home and figure out a way to get my shoes clean. But it's easier to clean up than it is if it was all in trash cans and gathered around a trash yeah, can. Yeah, I mean, it's people better don't just... people just see, like, oh, that trash can's full. Let me move to the next trash no, can. No, <laughs> people normally just try to balance it in a way that, like, technically makes it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, and then they walk away, and then the next person has to Jenga it, too. It's like a, it's like a game we do in public, an un unsaid game yeah no i mean you're not gonna no one's gonna stop you from playing it you want to see some wild shit drive by a recycling bin on, on christmas day or the 26th and see what kind of stuff people get yeah. up to when there's no space for their trash yeah oh yeah <laughs> like, i'm not driving back <laughs> i told my wife i would take this yeah. it needs to be gone or i'm in trouble yeah people are just like and I guess, like, if you have to, sweeping it up is just easier than gathering well, it. Well, they got, like, Zambonis with big brushes on them or something. I mean, even if it's sweepers, if you hire enough yeah, that's fucking true. people, man, and you run and sweep down each road, boom, you got it. You it's, have a big dump truck come up and take it all away. They it's can get nice. shit done. Listen, there was saran wrap on all of the trash cans, and they had that shit done before the next morning. Oh, like, I know. Nobody waited through trash in the morning. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. like nothing even happened. No, and it's like just being in, like, a roadhouse where you can throw the peanuts on the floor. Yeah, people love throwing their trash all over the place anyway. Yeah, I love know? to wait. Everybody likes to wait trash. But they think that's what it looks like all the time. Like, yeah, they, they do get it town. twisted, and they think that like people are just walking down the street and throwing down you know, some protein pack of peanuts. I've heard people when talk down. about why they never come down to downtown Columbus is because of all the traffic. And I'm like, what is this traffic that you're talking about? And that's when it hit me. The motherfuckers only come down here when there's a bunch of traffic. Like they come down for like uh they come down for like a, a, a football game or red, white, and boom or, or something arts festival. like that. And you're like that though, they don't come down here for the arts festival. <laughs> they don't make it to that one. Sure. They don't make it to jazz and rib fest. <laughs> it's three things. Okay. Ohio State football. Which is in the trashiest part of town. Anyway, I can't imagine they'd want to hang out on no. That's the weirdest thing, right? Uh, Adam is in town from... Uh, he's from uh, Illinois. And uh, he kind of had been to our campus. And he said it looks kind of trashy. And I'm like, only on the outside. They do a good job of separating what's official and what isn't. Yeah. But it's trashy. No, where all the kids live, there's just like empty canned food all over the place. <laughs> that and, never and makes sense to me. It's like, what are they doing with the canned food? They're just breaking it open. Like, they don't have can openers. They're just hitting it open with, like, screwdrivers and fucking hammers and drinking it and then throwing it on their fucking front lawn no. and making armor out of Bud Ice cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just... It, it really has been one of those... Uh... Here's... You know what? Someone in this said all fireworks suck. And so we should settle the score and say that they're the fucking greatest. Like, they rule. Uh, let me explain why fireworks kick ass. You have to sit real fucking close. A lot of people don't want to go in the crowds. And that's understandable, dude. The crowds are a pain in the ass. I never mm. say... Let, 
I, I love crowds. I tend to believe that if a crowd of people is gathered to do something, then it's probably the thing that's going on in town. It's the it's hottest worth it. thing happening. You if if 10,000 people have decided to pile themselves on top of each other, it must be fucking worth yeah. it. So because I, I do not there. like the general public whatsoever. Yeah, I take my ass there. I go because I'm like, these are great. And we sat so goddamn close to those fireworks. And it was fucking incredible. And I've been bad-mouthing fireworks for years. Don't even think that I didn't go through a phase where I didn't like them. It was just like, I could get so close to these things. And they're so fucking loud. They're incredible. They're blowing up the sky. And I get so high when I see them. And you can't say that getting high and watching fireworks doesn't kick ass. Well, so then uh, we actually, this is perfect. Uh, Brockton asked if you're, uh, were we close enough to get hit by ashes? Um, well, we were last night. Okay, so we'll tell the story. So on the 4th, we went to a suburb, a very rich suburb. It's right by my house. And it's where basically like when you're a kid, people will be, your parents will tell you about like people from Upper Arlington. Yeah, when like, when, like this team, when like your school sport plays Upper Arlington, it's like those kids get all the money for private lessons and all the best gear anyways. You have, you guys got no sh- no chances at all. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the upper crust. <laughs> they're, they're, it's just the richest neighborhood in, in the city. And uh, we got there and they, de- I think they decided to go harder than the actual city of Columbus. <laughs> I'm almost positive, but it was, the fireworks were being shot off from a baseball diamond and we were sitting just behind the home run fence of that diamond, so we got very close to the fireworks. Yeah, and they had an, they had a pretty uh, a pretty big setup. It wasn't just firing from one place. He had like four four different uh, areas that fireworks are being shot off of, shot from, and there was. I don't know if he. I don't know if whoever put this together had a had a layout of the land beforehand oh, or not. Man, you know, I've been given schematics for things that I need to lay out in my old days, like as a roofer and stuff. Sometimes you're ten feet off or something sure. like that. It's just sometimes there. There's a like, margin that, of error. What is that? Well, I don't know. And if you get one thing wrong, you get it all wrong. That's the issue, you know. Like if everything, if you shift one thing too far, then everything else is too far. Right. In one so, direction. Yeah. Honest human mistake. Right. So, like I said, there was four setups, and the one in the corner, like nobody could see. And maybe he just didn't go into the grass and sit down and like figure out what people are actually going to look at. But one of them was really tucked away, and then another one was a little too close. A little too close to uh, uh, us, and then there was another one that was a touch too close to a scoreboard. Right. And it lit it on fire. <laughs> yeah, there was some temporary scoreboard at the baseball field that was in the air and a piece of firework ran into it and it turned into like a full fucking blaze. Like with smoke pouring off of it and it was just this like burning effigy in Look, the middle of the fireworks display. They probably hired the best of the best fireworks and people. Yeah. But you have to think about the pool of people that decide to make fireworks their entire life. Yeah. I don't know if you have to go to college for that or not. You just have to be comfortable with like gunpowder and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to be like, you have to love them so much. Yeah, you have to, you yeah. know, like you just have to be one. Because, like, I learned this recently, um, years ago. I learned, I learned that, like, uh, I don't love fireworks, like owning them. Because I went to a fireworks store and I bought buy one, get one free. I just bought a shitload of fireworks and I got bored with them. I never even got through them. It must have been something that didn't translate to me because all my hillbilly friends loved fireworks. We were all just super into them. Once you, you get them, and if you live in the city, it's also another weird situation. That's you have it. To deal with. You know what? I'm gonna. You know what? My whatever I think of fireworks now, all I think about is getting the cops called on you. Yeah. Because that used to happen all the time when we were kids, and we had and we'd fucking play with them all day long. And then eventually someone would call the goddamn cops on us and we'd be running and jumping over fences and shit. I don't want to be scaling fences anymore. <laughs> I don't want to like have to like tell my daughter to like hide under a bush and be like, just cool it. We might have to be here for two hours, you know, until shit cools down. I mean, I've done it and gotten away with Not it. In, I haven't done it in 17 years, dude. Yeah. I haven't done it since I was like a teenager. I did it like three years ago and got away with it. Ran just, away from the cops? No, not run foot? away from the cops. If the cops came while I was lighting off fireworks, oh. I would have just been like, listen, I'm in well, control here. The first one, <laughs> yeah. You just have to say like, okay, we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah, because the Ohio fireworks law is you can buy them Let's here. go do them after this. No. I got a 25 missile thing. Let's no, do it. No, we'll get, there'll be 80 tweets about us. It's over. The 4th of July is goddamn over. Cut it out with the fireworks. I'm like, that just never stops, man. Everybody got a bunch of extra fireworks. No, they got me wound up on fireworks. Now I want to see more. All those fireworks are buy one, get one free when you go to the store. So everybody's just got too many of everything. And they got to yeah, get nice. rid of them now. It's so fun lighting them off. It's, Knowing... Oh, my but fucking SJW neighbors. I could just imagine them being like, we don't, you know, that reminds people of guns and that's just not uh, okay in today's America in 2018. My neighbors would be cool with it because I'm a big fun dad that everybody's like, look, it's the fun dad. He's dangerous. He put a, well, because they will, they will get, they'll call the cops when they see me hold it in my teeth and shoot it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they're going to think they can't trust me with them, even though I'm obviously a professional. I mean, everybody takes me extremely seriously because I'm just able to carry myself in a way that's like, oh, you we, can't tell me what to do. I'm the big daddy of the neighborhood and I'm lighting off fireworks tonight. <laughs> we had real deal M80s at one point and we were just throwing them up those drain pipes, you know, like on the curb. There's that PVC pipe that comes out that's a drain pipe. And you, we would just like try to kick it up there as fucking far as we could. <laughs> and the sound was incredible. In, I mean, just blew me away every single time. I'm going to go blow up somebody's drain pipes. Okay. Okay. Burger King's in trouble again. I just, this is just hot off the presses today from MSN. Listen to this. Remember last week we talked about Burger King? Burger King that Laughed ran out cop. of food. They ran out of food when the police showed yeah, up. Yeah. The police showed up. They ran out of food. They got a delivery right after the cops left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're waiting on a guy. Yeah. And they laughed at the cop. And uh, it looks like in Fort Myers, Florida. A police officer's complaint that a fast food burger he ordered came sprinkled with dirt created a flame-broiled Facebook sensation Wednesday before an investigation found that a seasoning mix was likely the culprit. This cop 
So Fort Myers. Oh, it was a cop? <laughs> Fort Myers Their police pat- officer Tim McCormick posted on Facebook about a meal he was recently served at a Burger King, writing the burger looked like it had dirt on it, but didn't notice it until he was down to the last bite. He then tossed the sa- buddy, you don't have to toss the sandwich once you ate all the dirt. One, number two, uh, I believe this is science, but God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. <laughs> so Yeah, it's true. It don't hurt. I've eaten all kinds of dirt, dude. I'll eat dirt all day and all night. Almighty Prismo, he was at a live show. He dropped a fucking ice cream on the floor, ice cream down, picked it up and ate it off the floor of a punk venue. Don't tell me that you can eat a little dirt, Kyle. Yeah, You're here. Brush man. it off. Yeah, brush the dirt off, man. Burger King franchise officials were quick to investigate. This has my full and undivided attention, said Dan Fitzpatrick, CEO and chairman of Quality Dining, Inc., the franchisee who operates the Burger King restaurant. QDI operates more than 160 Burger King restaurants in Florida, Indiana, and Michigan. 45 Chili's restaurants in Delaware. Jeez, man, this guy's got money. And uh, he's got some Papa Vino's and some Spaghetti's, too. Spaghetti didn't make it in Ohio. We we round yeah, kicked get it out of here. We're like we're Olive Garden people. We have okay? Olive Gardens. We have the Olive Garden here. We don't need you spaghettis. Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick spoke with the Fort Myers Police Department officials Wednesday. We invited invited senior level Fort Myers Police Department officials. He said the officers along with the regional manager reviewed video of the cooking process the day the off. They're doing a motherfucking enhance enhance. Yeah. Focus in there. Let's see. Did these guys fucking fuck with the food? Are they fucking with the cops' food? That's the worst thing you can do is sprinkle a little bit dirt on a scumbag's food, okay? Yeah, I mean, you just got to grow a pair, right, cop? Like, that's just part of the job. (laughs) He said Fitzpatrick said that after the officers watched the video, they determined that nothing inappropriate had happened to the food cooked for McCormick. So what was it? And this guy did a Facebook post, a viral Facebook post about it before he knew that they didn't fuck with it. Right. Let me me give you the companion story. This is another follow-up to some news that you may have heard. But uh, the police officer that got sick from a flyer that was laced with fentanyl yeah they sent it away to the drug testing lab and they can't seem to find any fentanyl on any of these posters that were put on these houston officers things so who i don't know where this cop symptoms came from maybe it's just psychosomatic at this point you know maybe it had like a little bit of doo-doo guts in it like somebody with oh, like somebody. diarrhea touched the letter sure that's smart and then he opened it and he was like oh put diarrhea in a spray bottle and <laughs> just had bad feelings about this i don't know i mean but yeah there's, there so was no fentanyl no fentanyl laced flyers were being put on any cop what happened cars. to that cop um, I don't know. They made a did lot of money sick? and got free haircuts. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, did he get sick or die or what? No, what no. Was the deal? They, he went, he took the day off. He went home and got went and watched the game and had an extra steak. He was just trying to get a day off. Yeah. They, oh, these papers, they got fed. Oh, I feel on. fucking woozy. Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cops are out there going crazy, accusing everybody of everything now. These Blue Lives Matter blogs, too, they're, like, ready to go with it immediately. You know, like, let's run with this. Somebody sprinkled dirt on a guy's sandwich. And it's like, dude, again, 
there's guess what, motherfucker? If you're eating at Burger King, there's a good chance that there's dirt in your food. <laughs> it's just part of the game here, man. Where do you think that food comes from? What is it about Burger King that inspires these people? They just do you think they just the reins are off there? Like they just Burger let, King is a scary place to eat at now. Me and you ate at a Burger King on the way to Asheville, if you'll remember. We were driving down to Asheville, North Carolina to do a show, and I told you I've been craving a Whopper. And you were like, oh, they got a big fish there. Let's stop there and eat the Burger King, right? We uh-huh. go to Burger King, and we get in there, and it's like we walked into, like, 1996. <laughs> like, it had, like, the glass block and all the weird, like, 90s stuff. And it was right. like it seemed like there were four people working, and everybody behind the counter felt like they hated both of us. <laughs> So, like, kind of Burger King is just one of them renegade joints now where you go in there and you're like, I don't know what I'm getting. The one by my house? Don't ever go there expected it's and have the first three things you order. The one on, the one by your house is famous on Reddit. They, there is a post about it all the time that people discuss the, the shenanigans that goes on. <laughs> never anybody in the parking lot. I don't know how it's open, dude. I have no idea. I yeah. never see anybody there because it's got such a bad reputation. So, like, I think that's why you go in a Burger King. I'm not sticking up for this cop, but I go into a Burger King, and even yeah, if you, it's the cleanest place in the world, I get bad vibes. It's the Wild West. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Burger King's on its way out the door is what I'm trying to say on yeah. the show. Yeah. If Tim Hortons didn't buy them, they'd already be gone. They'd already be out. It's falling into chaos yeah. at this point. <laughs> they are. They're like, dude, growing up, Burger King was number two. Firm, oh, I know. A firm number two. Especially when they changed those fries, too. That was when they started to go down, I think. You I think really that do. really? Yeah, and then they released those Xbox games. Those were kick-ass. Those ruled. <laughs> I don't remember that. Every broke person that I hung <laughs> out with had the Xbox game, and that's the only game we played because we sold all the rest of the games. They <laughs> right. wouldn't buy the Burger King games. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> the king driving around in a go-kart. It was like go-kart races. We love that goddamn Burger King game. Okay. okay. I hope they re-release the Burger King game before they go out yeah, of business do like, in an app or put something. Put it on Steam and like <laughs> update, update the graphics. Put the Burger King game on Steam. That was a classic game. They had like you three know, of them. What got me through life was those Nabisco games. They had like that Oreo mini golf that used candy, to be... F- candy 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 something.com i used yeah. to go to it too used when to be the, the best fucking website ever for work mini golf i would yeah mini golf all the time and play pool at, at call tech communications when i worked there and just grab some oreos on the way home yeah some chips ahoy after playing chips ahoy duck hunt all day yeah i just really i this is unbelievable man this guy went straight i'm, I'm looking to like have you oh man i got um, sorry, go ahead. I'm I'm looking through this and it's like uh I was the oh they got the face you wanna hear the Facebook uh you wanna hear the Facebook apology, Brett? Sure. Um Oh never mind. Okay, here it is. Uh this is, ladies and gentlemen of the line, the blue line. The thin really that you can just address them like that that's that's how you address the police you you address them as ladies and gentlemen of the line and it says i was the officer who was served a burger at burger king at 4004 cleveland avenue in fort myers with dirt in it at first i thought it was just burned old bacon i was hungry and ate the burger 
at the last bite, I saw dirt and grit on the burger. Those burgers all look like dirt. Yeah. Like, don't be looking at that's your That's flame royal, dude. <laughs> I mean, isn't it a, an agreement that we have with ourselves as human that we don't look at the meat on those Yeah, don't hamburgers? open it up. Don't fuck, you don't want to see that shit, man. Avoid seeing that. Keep it out of the light. That's not... We, look, I don't want to know what... If I buy a cheeseburger from Burger King, a Whopper, preferably with cheese but no mayonnaise... Uh, if I buy that, I don't want to see that meat because there is grit on that meat and dirt. And there's probably some hair, you know, I'll bet you there's a little bit of cow hair left in that meat. They don't probably shave all the cow hair off of those things. No, not you all know? the time. Not all the time. It's a goddamn animal. What do you expect, man? Jeez. I quickly noticed that my receipt had big block letters with the word police on it. This has never been the case previously. I went inside and made contact with the manager who said, sorry, what do you want me to do? Just before speaking to the manager, the staff member from the drive-thru asked, what the matter, officer, something wrong with your order? And then she and the other staff had a good laugh. Someday we first responders just want to grab a quick bite because we're overwhelmed with calls and this is how we're treated. I contacted corporate office and they said, not our problem. We'll have the franchise owner call you. When contacted by the franchise owner, he said, it's impossible for dirt to get into your food. You're crazy. So to my brothers and sisters, I say this. Only eat at safe places and check your food beforehand. Excelsior. He ended with Excelsior. I swear I didn't add that. It just, that was how he ended. So turned out they watched the whole surveillance video because God, let's get down to yeah. business on this. This is very serious. <laughs> this this is guy a very made a serious f- accusation. <laughs> he could have eaten some, some organic matter. How bad is it out there now that when cops know that you, when you write cop on something that it means you hate them? <laughs> Yeah, He's yeah. Like, I saw the receipt. It said police, and I knew immediately that that didn't mean respect. It marked me. <laughs> they marked me. <laughs> Put a target on me. <laughs> well, I mean, do some serving and protecting for the employees of Burger King, and maybe they wouldn't feel that way. Well, I mean, people at Burger King are the people that they're they're unprotected. Sure, you know, like they're no. the, they're the problem of them. I I want to give Dream Do- Dream Drop Daddy from Twitter sent that to me just now. Thanks. As uh, the show was starting, and uh, God damn, that's so good. That is such a fucking funny story. Uh, yeah. So all you have to do now to scare a cop, you don't even have to really do anything. You just, if you're working at a fast food place, just put police on the thing on on the uh, receipt. It'll freak the shit out of them. You no, know? you gotta get a code though. I mean, you don't have to even do anything to scare them now. You just have to say that you know that they're the police. The people in the back know that they're police. So they're naturally going to use the dirt shaker on it. Um, so uh, what do we got here? What do we got later here? Uh, so we got, um, here we go. We'll go to Philly. We'll go take a look at Philly and the George Smith towing scam. Uh, we recently had somebody call into the call-in show and was talking about tow truck drivers. And I tend to agree they are just under cops, right? Like, where are they in the in the realm of bad? You know, because I don't, I, 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 I mean, if you're towing me for good reasons, you're good. If you're towing me for bad reasons, you're definitely bad. I mean, bad. the only reason to tow somebody would be to be if they literally parked in a way that prevented you from leaving. Okay. Right. 
I would agree. If you pulled behind that, my yeah. parking spot and I couldn't leave, I would just call somebody to tell you the fuck out of there. Okay, so that's the only way you would call somebody. Yeah, to if tell. you're blocking the way. Other than that, it's like fucking deal with it, dude. I mean, you live in a world with other people. You can't have a fucking spot just because a little metal sign decreed it. <laughs> How do you feel? This person's of- gonna be here for 48 hours. They're in here from Colorado and they're seeing their best mate and they don't. They're just gonna walk around town. They're gonna <laughs> leave the car here. It's not 15 minute parking anymore. <laughs> How do you feel about like? Uh- how do you feel about like a meter? Like I've, I've had this Fuck thing em. lately. Well, I've, some of them. I've had just, this thing in my mind lately that if you go a half hour, the meter needs to tell how long. As there's a way to they do max that, it. Right? I mean, they tell you the max you can do. No, I'm saying, but then when you it, like what you pay for your meter going over should be directly correlated with how long you leave the meter over. Got it. If that makes sense. Got it. They're because, like, we caught you. With a 90-minute overage, you owe us 85 cents, buster. <laughs> You're right. That is a good... I like that. But I just think about it like this. And, and like maybe a listener can help me with this because this is one of those weird, like, I'm a bad anarchist thing. But I do think that there is a use for meters. And there might be a different way to do it. But I just, we need to cycle parking if we can. Now, I also think that we live in an age where we could have meters that turn off if there's plenty of parking. Sure. You know, so like I've driven through in parts of Columbus where there's like a hundred empty meters and it's like, well, parking isn't worth shit here. Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't have to pay for it. But I do understand the need for meters because I've seen people... You know, fucking leave their cars on the side of the road for a month. That's yeah, not fucking that fair. That does happen. Dude. That does happen. Like people, we talk about this with. We just talked about this with trash, but it's the same thing with parking. If left to our own devices, we will all irresponsibly park. Every fucking one of us will do that. Go to the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Louisiana, I love it. New Orleans, Louisiana. It's incredible. Place. I mean, y- you know. The thing about it is that we have so we don't need to have this level of distrust that we have for each other when it comes to vehicles. No one wants to deal with accidents. No one wants to fucking block you in. But nobody also needs to have their fucking car impounded for parking and parking. You right. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing where they like have tow trucks drivers drive around yeah. and, and like will get you I they I get a bounty. I parked uh, to go eat at a restaurant. I wanted to get takeout from a restaurant. I was in there for 10 minutes and my car got towed while I was in there for 10 minutes. And then I walked my wife and we're on a date night. Right. And we just got some money in our account. There's probably another version of me telling the story, but we just got a hundred bucks from my mom and we were like, fuck an extra hundred dollars. Let's go get some food and spend an evening together. We fucking get there. The car is gone when we come out of the restaurant. Because I was like, I'll park here. It's 10 minutes. What are they going to fucking do? And they were waiting for me to park there. So they got me fair and square. I walked to the tow place because it was like right down the street. They had it all set up. $150. It cost me $150 fucking dollars. That's not fair. That's absolutely not fucking fair. Yeah, that's... That's just a ripoff. That was like... 
they stole my car and made me pay a ransom to get it back. Yeah. I wasn't causing any fucking trouble. No, nobody was out there like, I'm trying to park here. Hey, I'm trying. What's going on here? I'm trying to get in a parking spot. There were like three other ones next to me. So if you like lived in that building, you could have parked. I know there's just no defense for the way that they tow. No, it's, and this is a uh, when I one time I went to the bank on the on this road. There's six spaces where they have meters there. I park in one of them. The rest of them there are empty. I didn't have any change on me. I'm like, I gotta go cash this check. So I run inside. I come out and there is a fucking ticket on my window that costs eighty five dollars for parking in a place that nobody else wanted to be. Yeah. For less than 10 minutes. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, doesn't it seem like it would be possible oh. to, like, do this without it being that terrible? Where it's like, we're going to tow. Like, I when the Ohio State football games are on, <coughs> they go out there to make a ton of money. I don't want that. I, yeah. I don't want, like, them just going out and profiteering off. Because all the incentive is in just towing fucking anybody. Yeah. And it's your word against theirs. Usually I'm, I'm sure they're not like, I mean, I, I don't know. They're, I mean, if I was a tow truck driver and I needed to get a car towed, I'd just fucking tow a car. Nobody yeah. knows what any of these signs are talking about in any sure. city. You, it's impossible to tell if you can park there. You like every time I park somewhere and this is in every city I go to eat, like even Columbus, every time I park somewhere, I'm like reading the sign and then I'm like taking notes in my phone and trying to figure out if I Setting can actually a park here, if yeah. I have to pay or what. Yeah, uh, somebody wrote, somebody sent a voicemail. I wish we, we got to get this set up right when Jason we comes do it back. Sunday too. We had a no call, no show, if you didn't know. But uh, somebody wrote in about red light cameras, which is something that I've complained about forever. Street Fight complained about the red light cameras in Columbus so much, they actually fucking removed them. <laughs> that was one of our victories. That was one yeah, of our Yeah, we ran victories. the red light companies out of town once they heard this shit. We talked about them. That when they had to get rid of them, that had to be the worst day for like the, the, the like. Chet? Yeah, for somebody was just like, all right, well, we had to turn all the red light cams off. Are we the only place that's pulled that off? No, California shut them down, too. Yeah. California was like uh, writing checks for millions of dollars for the fucking things and getting only like a third of their money back or, you know, half of their money back. They're so unsafe, too. They're just so slow on your brakes. Like, people just slam on their fucking brakes at those things. Yeah. That's not a good, like, practice. No, you don't you want know? to promote that at all. Um, at a press conference in southwest Philadelphia on Monday morning, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro announced that the state had secured full restitution for 28 victims of an illegal towing scam perpetrated over the years by George Smith Towing, Inc. We'll just go ahead and assume you're familiar with their side. I am not. We're not in Philly, though. Parking in the city is hard enough without the threat of your car being illegally towed, Shapiro said. This settlement is about protecting consumers from illegal conduct and getting them restitution. We'll fight for every consumer who filed. Okay, guy, come on, quit jerking yourself off here. And uh, so here, here's what they did. Uh, and, and I'm sure we're going to be able to identify with pretty much every one of these. An investigation was launched into George Smith towing by the Attorney General's office in 2017 after several complaints were filed regarding the company's seemingly illegal business practices. The outcome of that probe found that George Smith towing failed to accept credit cards 
which is Ooh. totally love it's, it. It's the wisest move. Yeah, like credit cards, too much paper. Yeah, and everybody has them. Somebody t- and everyone, someone takes a piece of the transaction. Yeah, you're yeah. paying a percentage. Yeah, that's why when you go somewhere with Square, they're like, you know, we really like it when you're paying with cash. Yeah, <laughs> nobody knows what goes on when we have paid cash. <laughs> cash is great. Cash is like the Bitcoin of the past. Yes, it's kind of a Bitcoiny sort of thing. You get it. Nobody knows where it's going. I oh, love dark it. Money. Well, no, I've had, I mean, I've had bunches of it recently and I keep it on demand. And now any, like when I go, when we go to festivals or any of those events and I go to the cash only booth and like everybody else is sitting there waiting for a goddamn <laughs> Wi-Fi to talk to each other, IPs to interact and shit. And it's like, this isn't easy or simple or more secure. <laughs> this, there's nothing, this goddamn computer chip that you're making me stare into the screen about is not more secure than handing over this fucking bill. No, and then the bill, yeah, it's true. It's too much tied to that. There's nothing tied to a bill. It just comes from your hand and into their hand. Right. I'm a big cash fan too. If I can carry cash around, the problem with me and cash is that I'm ridiculously irresponsible Mm -hmm. with it to the point where like, put it in my hand and I can guarantee we're going out to dinner tonight. I can guarantee we're going to maybe go to the movies and do something like that. Maybe we'll, uh, what, what y'all want to go to the grocery store and just get a bunch of snacks. Uh, I just, I feel like cash is spent and that's the worst fucking way to think about it. Yeah. But if it comes out the bank, my anxiety is all tied around the bank. Right. And if it's already out of the bank, then my, it's past the purview of my anxiety. (laughs) Um, man, I don't know. I'm balling now. I'm, I'm I tell you, I'm like, not really, but for me, it's that I have $100 in cash on me at all times. Nice. And it's nice. It's the best feeling in the fucking world. I feel like I can, I can like get out of any situation. Like I can yeah. just pay my way to like safety or a ride home or Most to wherever I need to be. 40 bucks. Just, <laughs> right. I would take 40 bucks for almost anything. I'm yeah. like a big, big, like if you give me, if you're going to give me more than $30, basically, you can get a lot out of me. That's how you get most out of me is you get me to 40 to $50. And I'm like, that's an intriguing offer you're making. Sure. I'll jump off of a bridge. But, uh, I, the only reason I can't give up that, uh, those cards is because the cash back money, I get swag bucks, oh, man. I get ebates. I got so many fucking scams and schemes like linked up to get rewards on that money. <laughs> Gotta spend it to make it. Yeah, I guess. The next one is towed vehicles where signs were not clearly displayed. That's everywhere yeah, in this that's country. Every place. They're not, even if they're clearly displayed, again, they don't fucking um, Monday um, through Thursday, right. except for third and fourth Wednesday of every month. And, well, and here's, a, here's a good, really good piece of advice. If you ever get towed, you need to take a picture of the signs that are there because once you get away from it, and once they have you in a little fucking stinky office and they tell you what the sign says and what you violated, how are you supposed to prove them wrong? You can, they're not going to drive out to there and, and argue about the sign with you. They're going to say they're right until you capitulate. Do or you, you fight with them? No, I don't. I mean, I've never, I've always know I was in the wrong when I was got towed. Yeah, I'm usually illegally parked, but I, you do seem like the type of dude that would get brave every once in a while and be like, I'm just going to fight this anyway, even though I'm wrong. I've done that a lot. Some stuff I just know, like, I don't know. My dad was real into leveraging things through like arguing and power and fighting and stuff, but like some of those gov- governmental and like you said, when they steal your car, you can't they, win. 
you they just don't give a fuck what your opinion about it is. No, you they know? got your car, man. They have it, and they'll and all day they're getting bitched. All day people are like, ah, fuck. And you man, can drive. I mean, you could. Shit. I mean, I guess you could take him to court or something. But they're just racking up fees the entire time you're doing that. You know, you can't win. You can't be. No, if you, it just feels like one of those situations that yeah, I've never really felt like I had any leverage. No, I agree with you. I agree. But it may, I mean, like, and they, it's just the type of business where they hire people who will not be affected well, by your bad attitude either. I, I have, no, I, but actually, once again, cash on demand. So this happened in Washington, D.C. Uh, Nick from Detroit, uh, the owner of the means of production, coming soon. It's going to be a big deal. You'll be talking about it someday. But, uh, so when he went down to D.C. to shoot videos for the Sams and District Sentinel, he didn't have his light, his his uh, registration together. And he was pump, literally pumping gas and a tow truck fucking guy rolled up on him right there and tried to snag his shit. And he just bribed him with like $80 cash and was like skedaddle. $80 cash is a wonderful amount of money. Yeah. To get. Like again, eighty dollars cash is like dinner. Uh, you go to the movies. You could get snacks. Sure, all kinds of shit you can it's do. It's a with come up, bucks. Yeah. So, uh, the next thing is failed to did not notify police prior to towing a vehicle. I don't know if that's even a thing here. Sure. Failed to take and maintain photographs of the violation prior to towing a vehicle. Okay. See, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's the easiest thing in the world for them to do is just to be like, I, I didn't take Here's pictures. The, I yeah. forgot to take the pictures. Sorry. You know, Philly's notorious for the, that. You remember that show, uh, Parking Wars? That yeah. was Philly. <laughs> that would just fucking slap a boot on anybody's old car, man. Yeah, all those people uh, screaming at each other. Towed vehicles that were not illegally parked from public streets. I always believe that happens. That's not so. I, I said this when we first started talking about this. is like, if there's an amount that they're of goal they're trying to get yeah. to and there's not an illegally towed car. I have no problem believe I believe well, that they would tow a car that wasn't in every line of employment, I mean you have to fudge fudge the numbers sometime. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if your boss is looking for, you know, a bonus, you gotta just make it happen. Yeah. So like yeah. you said, just being like, oh you were out there twenty one minutes, you know? Yeah. You can that, only park here for twenty minutes, you were out there twenty one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, like a half hour leeway on something like that would go a long way for people like me, at least. Like, I don't know. I mean, anything can happen in two hours. Most of the parking in Columbus is two hours, which is directly goes against spending any time in downtown in a way to me where it's like, okay, well, I'd like to come downtown for more than two hours, but I not a lot. You're technically not allowed to refill a meter. I don't know if you know that. Remember that lady that used to refill meters for people in Cleveland and then the cops busted her? Uh That shit's against the law. We should be doing that, by the way. We should be out there doing that. But I think that person probably, like, went and found the parking enforcement people and said, ha-ha, I'm going in front of you yeah, and yeah. the meters. <laughs> yeah, you can't be antagonistic. Yeah, you can't fight with those guys. Brett always wanted to, like, just get a bunch of our fans a job doing the meter reading. No. <laughs> yeah, my idea was basically, well, I guess we could do it like an app maybe at this point because this, this idea I cooked up before we could crowdfund things. But basically, you would pay one to five dollars a month into a fund, where we would hire, we I'm sorry, a fund, and this fund would be money 
for people who were willing to take a meter maid job. Well, that's mm-hmm. probably sexist or something, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Take a meter reader job and uh, and do it terribly. Yeah, not just be re- bad at it. So you would basically, you would take the job for as long as you could keep it going. Say it was three months and then finally you got enough violations. When you got fired, the the money that we all threw into the pool would go to pay for you to like still have your rent paid for and find your way. It would be like a bit of welfare to get you through to the next gig. But maybe it would be like, and then maybe what what would be the next job to put you in that could, we could ruin? Tow truck driver. To tow truck, yeah. Tow then trucks you would, are the worst. Tow, tow truck drivers are doing more to hurt working class people than like a lot of things. They're a real top level like. Well, run you know, They're usually small business tyrants. I have an uncle that's a tow truck driver that owns his own tow truck business, so I, I know what they're like. We'll run a headhunting company and a skills workshop, and we'll teach people how to be tow truck drivers, and we'll give them a certification, and we'll put them on the job, and they will never do their job once. No. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was... I was oh, I had a guy. Oh, it's real bad. He was out there for 80 minutes and I almost had him. And the some bitch just jumped right in the vehicle and got away. (laughs) I had him all. I had it all hooked up. I had him up on the thing and I was just about to pull away. And uh, when you know it, it fell off. He jumped in and just took off. It's been a real comedy of errors out here today. Wow. I hate to start my first day like this, but tomorrow's going to be better. I'm going to make you so wonder, much money. Like I saw a guy reading meters, the doing the meter reader sort of thing the other day. And like, I felt like when I looked at him, I understood who he was as a person. Sure. You know, like I felt like he just had a look about him, I guess, but just young, like white dude with like a uh, kind of like ratty hair a little bit and like a, a goatee. Basically he looked like me. That's not what I was expecting. And his pants were like uh, cargo pants instead of like the dress pants that they wear. Oftentimes okay. I wear dress pants. He was wearing cargo pants. And he had a shirt on and you could tell he was trying to do the, I'm going to look as cool as I can in the constraints that I'm being dealt here. I well, have he's to gonna, wear this uniform. I'm going to express myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I, I told him when I interviewed, I only wear these shorts, and I mean it. <laughs> I always used to wear a long sleeve black shirt under my polo shirts okay. at the cable company. Okay. So that it was that was like, like me being like, I ain't into this polo stuff, man. I don't like this, and they making me wear it, and this kind of adds some style to the thing. Okay. You know, that was that was what I You're thought. like Christian Slater but working for the cable company. Very much like Christian Slater. <laughs> I just trying to do anything that made me look a touch cooler and this is the vibe I did got you from ca- that guy. Did you like bite holes in it so your thumbs would stick out too? No, I wasn't like that. I mean, I usually ripped holes in it. When you're doing work like that, you're the when you wear long it's stupid to wear a long sleeve t-shirt basically cuz it rips up the whole t-shirt. It just looked good, you know? It was it, like it, a style. It, does, it doesn't, but I no. know what you mean. At the time, it did. And it was a style. It was the best I could do with what I had to express what kind of a person I was. What? I always covered up? Like corn guy. Like guy that's into like prog rock and stuff like that. I just thought that it right. gave the me t- a vibe. You right. Know? Like Trent from Daria. Yeah. Guy that was into like, yes. Guy that was into like at the time, like <laughs> well, Mars Volta. What, it's something about the long sleeve under the short sleeve though. Is yeah. Like, that's what's cool. 
thinking outside because you could get it effectively. You could just wear a short sleeve shirt under the long sleeve. No, it would that's keep not you what warm. I do, though. I put the shirt over. <laughs> right, I get it. Yeah, because you couldn't wear the long sleeve shirt, dude. They would never wear you let you wear a shirt that didn't say the name of the company on it. That's true. So you couldn't have it on the outside. I don't know what it was, man. I went through a whole phase where no, we, I get it. No, I I did the same. Yeah, I just was trying so hard to look somewhat cool. I remember I bought my first pair of work shoes at Chuck E. Cheese. My dumbass went and bought like a decent pair of Nikes because I just wanted to be like, hey, but I still got them stuff. I have to wear this rainbow looking shirt and yeah. these dumb pants, but I got these stylish kicks on my feet. And I always got in trouble because you're supposed to wear white, wear white shoes there, which is like, I mean, it's a Wait, restaurant. Yeah, what That's is that? Yeah. Stupid idea. But that was just people are going to see wanted. how disgusting it is here. So I saw that guy and I felt like I could sit down with him and we could have a conversation and maybe I could talk him into doing his job poorly Be- because my, <sighs> my curiosity, the thing he I'm curious up, about, though. but I, I'm curious about like, so do you have to write? A bunch of citations like what is makes there a quota? you write the citations like why are you even doing it you're you don't care you know you're they a, expect you to they have to expect you to get some they always say there's no quota but i know there's a quota but there's probably an amount you have to get if you ain't making them any money then yeah, you're a useless the, employee yeah they don't fucking need that yeah but i feel like you could not write them or like even, but that wouldn't be yeah that would be great i mean but they just don't expect that if anybody knows anybody that's done they parking set enforcement, up, I would yeah. love to hear from, like, if, you, if you're a listener that's done parking enforcement, if you know somebody that might want to call in on the call-in show, I'd love to talk to a parking enforcement, because I don't know how it works, but I assume there is probably a quota. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're a revenue generator, is what your job right, is. Right, right. You probably could get, like, some um, Bluetooth speakers or something if you did the most right, most tickets in, for the month. Those meters ain't making any money, man. The meters only make like what a dollar seventy five every yeah. two hours. Yeah, that's worth. That's nothing. <laughs> we get eighty five dollars out of those things if we really work hard. Absolutely. So I'm curious about that. Um, you want to read this story from the Washington Post before we get out of here? Uh, it's it's called "Is It Great to Be a Worker in the U.S." Sure. I mean, let's hear it. It's spoiler alert. Let's see. Who, who's going down this road again? Who is <laughs> this, this is the Washington Post. Andrew oh, wow. Van Dam. Oh, wow. Not related. Not related. To, are you sure? No. Or Rob. Ugh. Mr. Monday Night Rob Van Dam. <laughs> He's, he has a tough road to hoe. Yeah. The U.S. labor market is hot. Unemployment is at 3, 3.8%, a level it's hit only once since the 1960s. Damn. And many industries report deep labor shortages. Old theories of what's wrong with the labor market, such as lack of people with necessary skills, are dying fast. Earnings are beginning to pick up, and the Federal Reserve envisions a steady regimen of rate hikes. I don't know what that means. So why does a large subset of workers continue to feel left behind? We can find some clues in a new 296-page report from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. I'll bet that's a 
I bet they're mean. I can almost guarantee. But a, a club of advanced and advancing nations that has long been a top source for international economic data and research. Most of the figures are from 2016 or before, but they reflect underlying features of the economies analyzed that continue today. In particular, the report shows the United States unemployed and at-risk workers are getting very little support from the government, and their employed peers are set back by a particularly weak collective bargaining system. So these are things we've talked about a lot. Uh, the 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 thing that that is uh, really important there is at risk workers because, like when you say that things aren't going well for at risk workers, like I'm a lot. I mean, a high number of workers are at risk. Like that, it feels. I, I never felt like I wasn't an at risk worker. If we're talking well, about just at risk of losing your job, right? Or and like I feel like I don't know what the what the definition of at rest risk worker is, but I feel like everybody's one of those. We're all, you know, one job loss away from complete one job loss, one medical emergency away from complete catastrophe. Right. None of us have anything fucking saved. None of us have anything in our savings account that because they're always like, make sure that you can live for one month in your savings account. And yeah. It's like, well, I don't know who can do that. I know. There have three months' salary saved up for emergencies. And I'm like, what kind of a fucking emergency? And we're gonna have to pay for like a prosthetic head or something. I and like. I mean, who would ever have that much more yeah. money? Like, where does it's a that lot even, of extra. Where would you even get that? It's a lot of extra. God, I can't even keep one month of my salary. I never get to keep any of my salary. I uh, today, I, I, I had, I had mentioned before that back in Atlanta, someone called on the phone and wanted to set up payment plan for my wife's student debt, and I set up this like ten month arrangement where I did payments on it and it's like now back to like normal status and they're going to like reset up payments and like still owe $28,000 it's crazy to look at that type of money in the face and just be like I I just I I'm not anywhere close I don't even make that much every year making it's on street fight no you know that's not what our wages are here yet there is I mean my, I, they just sent me mine. I'm 60,000 and they're like, you're about to default. And if you do that, it'll be 85,000. Yeah. So you don't default do ever. Just call and talk to them. That's Whatever what you I'm can doing. do. You got to put in the phone time because it's totally worth it. Cause otherwise it was like, so when my wife, my wife got garnished for so long, 15% of her pay. I mean, we're talking about like thousands of dollars every single year went to that. We're talking about kid tax returns. If you know anything about kid tax returns, it's like classic Volkswagen money. Like you can get a, a fucking car. You can get a jet ski with a kid tax return. And uh, we had those all taken to go towards the loans and still that fucking high. And the and, kids' tax returns are going down now, too. You, they're not the same as they used to. Oh, I know. Yeah, the credits aren't so they much. They got rid of a lot of those credits that you used to get. <laughs> so you missed yeah. out on what I would call the roaring OOs when you had your kid. There was right. a period where I got like 7K back, and I was like, watcha, matcha. Yeah. It's that's... all gone. I've, I've gotten $7,000 two times in my life, and it lasted me less than two months. <laughs> sure. I mean, it goes quick. You're surprised. <laughs> I don't know what I would have. 200000 
I don't you know what I would have that. to like inherit. And then that, then as soon as I said that, I was like 200K. Yeah, that's all I need. And I, if I was one of those rich kid, what were the cake eaters? If I was one of those rich kids, I would just be like, oh, when my parents die, I'm going to get $200,000 and everything's going to be like, I'd have something to hold on to for the future. I'm never going to get $200,000 spread. Oh, that yeah. dream's never going to happen for me. I you know will. it. Street Fight will get you that. I, that. Lord, please do that. Lord willing. Please, Lord. get $200,000, I'll fucking... I, I can make my whole rest of my life work. I promise. That's like a retirement plan for me. I know they say you need a million dollars. I need $200,000, and I can make it work. That's that's my dream amount of money, dude. I'm not I just being imagine, unrealistic. That would be like the lottery for me. Oh, uh, you would. I just could imagine how horribly you would waste that. But I would pay the bills. Though. You would probably like renovate your apartment. Yeah, you would spend all your money renovating your apartment. I would probably do so. I would pay my rent for the rest <laughs> of the year, and then do renovations, and then also get my. Uh, like I said, I just pay my student loans off and my wife's student loans off. Okay. And then we're looking at eighty thousand dollars left right. over. So I can. What can't you do with eighty? What kind that's of? True. You can do anything with eighty. Yeah, I mean that's true. I can buy a goddamn fucking uh, Rolls Royce, probably. Yeah, a classic one. Oh, you couldn't get the new ones. No. What do they run? I don't know. I could get an exotic car, probably. I don't. A Beamer. I could get oh a, yeah, sure. I could get something like that. I mean, and I honestly, the rolls. I mean, the eighty thousand dollars is getting you like uh, uh, one of those nice trucks that the conservatives are driving these days. Really? Oh God, we noticed that on the road. We Brett and I really noticed something on the road lately. The Blue Lives Matter flags, the ones that uh, are sort of ubiquitous on the back. Yeah, the uh, rolls is about quarter million dollars. Woo! Yeah, it's gonna take. You're gonna you have to trade in all your money for a roll. I can't imagine anything being more than eighty thousand dollars on the play. I don't know why. I no people, people are doing. Prices, people are doing. I'm telling you right now, guy that has one hundred dollars in my pocket and literally stays up in the middle of the night feeling guilty about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I and then I think about people that have cars that are more than I've ever made in my life. I can't even imagine a car being more than... Like, when I say $80,000, I'm just like, that's like... I mean, you're driving a car made out of gold with that Sure, money. That's, that's one of those Saudi Arabian prints, like, <laughs> the uh, pla the uh, the Lamborghinis that have, like, the prism paint on them, that I don't reflective think any, shit. I don't think anybody should be allowed to have more than $200,000. No, that's a good cap. Like, we're just like, look... You, you can know. get lots. You can get all the clothes you need from. You can get all the clothes you need, all the food, and have a house, and travel. And it's really, you know, what it is. It's about moving freely. To be honest, like now that uh, you know, I guess you know, in a more secure place with my wife's career, that's really who's doing all the heavy lifting here. Uh, is that like having just peace of mind is is a matter of not, you know, not constantly like you always talk about checking the bank account and melting down over something as simple as buying some organizational bins for the hall closet or something, you know, like yeah. having an extra $35 for like a shoe tree or something stupid. Yeah. 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 Right. Just something, but like there are, but then you think about the people that just on a Friday night, spend 
thousands of dollars on expensive liquor. Dude, I think about people on a Friday night that spend three hundred dollars. Yeah, on yeah. One night, I'm just like, who does that? That's oh, such yeah, an I know. Amount of money. That's no, it's hard ridiculous. to hang. I used to. I mean, big city living, man. I've tried. I mean, I've had. My wife has been wrapped up into those parties before where she just goes out with people from work and then ends up at some like exclusive bowling alley where everybody spends $225 and you're like, how is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. What? How? What? And one night. What did they do? They did just, they cry th- when they went home? They just played new radicals on a big screen for everybody. I'm telling you, dude, I would cry when I got home. Like if I yeah, spent that, that much money, in I don't one know. Night, it's cool. It's it works. No, it's it, very it cool. cuts both ways. Like where expensive experiences are great, but then when you get to the point of like eating gold, that's when it's like you need your head knocked yeah. in. That's what I'm saying. Once you've made two hundred thousand dollars, you right. have to go back down to like yeah. 60, like you can go back down to like twenty five, thirty. Well, you just don't get no year, more. You know, it's yeah. like oh, you're done. You know, now you go back to a regular old salary. Sorry, you've hit the pinnacle of success in the United States of America. Two hundred thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> we'll even have a ceremony for people that get. If it's really that important, we'll have it. Once you get two hundred thousand dollars, like Elon Musk would get a little ceremony. It'd be like, oh, yeah. Elon, hey, you innovated your way to two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and he can spend all of his money on like Dragon Ball Z dubs and shit or whatever yeah. he wants. He's the, not going to be shooting cars into Mars. No, no. Bill Gates will not be deciding how the people get treated for malaria in Africa. Bill Gates, you've done it. You've made 200. This is, you know what this reminds me of is a very classic street fight idea that we had where when you turn 18, you get a franchise. (laughs) True, true, true. Like it's like sort of a lottery where like everybody gets a franchise Cause that is like you gotta be if you can make something out of a Quiznos, yeah. Then you're all fucking. You got set, a chance. Man. And it, it, well, what do you mean? But maybe just a shot. Maybe I, I, yeah. I, I would really like to hand over the restaurants to people to make the food. You know. Yeah, yeah. I want to get rid of the chains. I don't want to. I don't want like there the to chains, be chains though. But they shouldn't. The, we, I, we, we need to breed that out of them. It's kind of like gender binary. We need to get rid of no, the love of not, chains. It's nowhere near like it, it has to I change. Like chains. Like I'm defending cha- where they need to be run better by good people, but we the, need, everything about them has to change. We need something that's consistent every single place. That's very important to most of us. We want that. Like, I it don't. It doesn't have to be no, everything. I don't want. I don't want microwave shit out of a plastic bag. Okay, but when we're on the road, I hate it. You really hate it. You're just not like. Well, I mean. Because we could eat at local joints there, all no, the time. We, no, we couldn't. They don't exist anymore. We could figure Unless, out where to... Well, you got to pull off the goddamn highway. But there's ways you can drive. People would rather just eat at fucking chains. Yeah, me. Because They've it's killed safe. every other fucking business. Yeah, I, I get what you're... I totally get what you're saying. And I, I think you're right in, in like some respects where... I mean, I would agree with you... That like the food's not good and it's, but there is a thing that we've grown accustomed to that's sort of a familiarity with things and it makes us feel good and we like it. That doesn't mean that's all that should exist. I don't want that to be all that exists. But I, I mean, I feel like we can live in a world where we could have like a standardized menu 
across the country of some sort that doesn't have to exploit workers. You're like a nationalized hamburger. <laughs> yeah, like Five Guys is fine. It's, oh, it's okay. It's Five Guys. Well, if you're saying hamburger, I'm just trying to. I'm. I'm just throwing you it my out there. Favorite my favorite burger sure ask me ask me a food and i'll tell you what would be the standard but then like i said you can deviate and do anything you want ask me a food taco um we gotta do chipotle for that That you think so standard okay i think i think that would be the standard taco and then we'll have chipotles everywhere just like we do now but they'll be run by good people that are good at what they do. And there will be taco trucks that will have the same amount of power as the Chipotle. Because, okay. again, the Chipotle can only really make $200,000. <laughs> like, they're not allowed to make more. I just, you know, I like, I like the standardization in, a, in one way. Because, like, I've had some very nightmare experiences at restaurants outside of the city. I mean, anybody can watch the Boss Burger thing. And that was just not a good experience. It was a funny experience. And it led to a lot of really funny jokes with our friends. But when somebody orders food and then they leave the restaurant and just don't and pay they paid for the food but they saw everybody else's food and they're like we're, we're getting the fuck yeah, out of here I don't want it. McDonald's that's the sort of thing I want that option to be there where it's like well, I don't want that I'm leaving I don't want my money back I'm fucking done right. I'll go to a safe place and McDonald's isn't good but it's safe you know true I guess I don't even know because I don't think – yeah, I've been thinking a lot about – you know the health department doesn't look at fast – like the health department doesn't look at McDonald's in the same way it looks at like Dirty Franks or some other smaller business. I'll bet – they can be just as dirty. There's nothing more safe, I guess. I don't know. I'm just fucking talking out of my ass. No, I know. I agree. I, I love the change too. There's something – the only reason that I like him, though, is just because I have a kid and that I was addicted to him when yeah. I was a kid. So now when I see that she's amazed that you can go through a drive through and get fucking food, which, you know, is not the it's, you know, it's not the worst thing. So I want to. It is the worst thing, though, actually. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, I wanna, they're cutting down all the rainforest. <laughs> so I want to end the show with something that happened to Brett. We did have a no call, no show tonight. If. You remember, yeah, we, you, the employee we, didn't show up. Luckily, we're short Adam, staff. We're short staff. We're short staff tonight. Um, and Adam showed up and helped us out there from the South Paul's podcast, Sports and Leftism. He's Crappy Oats on Twitter, and he's a sweetheart. He took a walk with me, Brett. Okay. Like he did a big a walk. Brian Quinby. Walk. How many yeah, hours? How many hours? Small walk. It's two and a half. Two and a half hour walk. Yeah, it's he. He said it's the biggest walk he's ever taken. He said he was chafed too. Yeah, it's my normal day. That's like like my regular walk. Okay. It's my, you know. Just a trot. Eight miles, really. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. I usually try to extend that walk any chance I get. So, you know, congrats to Adam. If you're in a city and you can do this at 2 o'clock and I'm coming to your town, I will walk, I will walk with you. Okay. But it's got to be like eight miles. It's got to, you got to give me a long boy and uh, you can walk with me. You just tell me where the cool parts of the city is. We'll go look at everything. And then when we get back, maybe I'll get, I'll make you a badge and you're a street fight power listener. There's very few of them. Brett is one, but only because he hosts the show with me. Of course, he's a power user is what Uh we're calling him. Adam survived a walk. 
My wife survived a walk. Gwen has survived a walk. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Drew Toothpaste too, right? Drew Toothpaste is also survived a walk. And I'm going to be honest with you. Brett has actually survived walks with me. When? In uh, Asheville. We walked like 17,000 did we? And what, yeah, we did. We walked all over that place. She was complaining though, like crazy, which I should take points off, but I'm going to let them go. So if I don't we're remember touring, complaining. We're going to announce tour dates soon. I already told somebody I'd walk in Minneapolis with them so yeah. that they can become a Street Fight Power user. <laughs> yeah, we talk, We might do a walk from what, St. Paul to Minneapolis? Yeah, we I have to perform so. in the place that Janet Jackson sang about. Yeah, but we Man. can start. We can start in St. Paul, and we're gonna walk. We'll we'll just take a walk. So anyway, I'm walking. Yes, sir. I'm walking. <laughs> so we had a real. Uh, we have a call, no call, no show, which is labor coming back to get us for for being an artist now. I guess right. Like yeah. instead of being real workers. Now we do this for a living. We're, we're small business tyrants. And it came and got us. Here's something that happened to Brett and I last week uh, when we were traveling to D.C. We were trying to get something to eat. And we were very fucking hungry. And we stopped at a Quiznos. And they were going to close in 35 minutes. So we were like, nope, we're not going to eat there. You're the worst person in the fucking world if you do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, just... I, I guess you, if you, yeah you were you were feeling guilty about it I watched like six people go and order fucking sandwiches and I'm like I don't think we should feel bad about this yeah I did though I felt that's when they're open until uh, right but I know what the workers feel like when you walk yeah in the there. grill has been scraped down they're cooking on like a quarter of it yeah you walk in there 25 minutes before they close and they're just like oh, fuck, I fucking just covered everything, you know? Yeah. Like, and I just don't want to be that person. It's the worst. If you've worked in a restaurant, you know that the people that come up just before the place closes are the worst. So uh, we left, and we drove another probably fucking hour, right? Hour, yeah, hour and a half. 45 we're minutes. We're getting close to 10 p.m., and neither one of us have eaten dinner. We pull over, and we're like, we're going to go eat. First of all, I tried to talk bread into Pizza Hut, and he was like, not having it. No, I won't put that in my mouth. <laughs> I've never seen somebody turn down something with such like, nope, we're not having pizza. I'm, yeah, like, don't I'm cross fucking that. hungry. I don't cross that line. <laughs> and he was like, this is a classic Pizza Hut, too. It, it was, was like a nice a one. They boy. had the big red cups in there. <laughs> so, a stinky old pizza bar and probably the sit-down Pac-Man machines. Yeah, so no Pizza Hut. And then we see Popeye's, and I'm like, Brett's like, they got seafood at Popeye's. Let's just go there. We get there. They're about to close in 35 minutes, right? Or so. Yeah. But about like, half hour. Yeah. Man, I am so fucking Yeah, this is hungry. when I was. Yeah. And I was like, so, I mean, you wouldn't eat the Quiznos. How about now? And yeah. So we go in there and uh, it takes a minute for the guy to get to the counter. And then we both go to, I Brett, I think, goes to order and he's like, we don't have that. And then Brett's like, well, I'll just have a po' boy. And he was like, the po' boy machine is already off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said the, po the, the we already shut down the po' boy machine. <laughs> now, I don't know what that is. I don't know what the po' boy machine is. But the first thing Brett said, because well, we were laughing about there being a po' boy machine. Because yeah. Because it just doesn't seem like. Like an ice cream or something that just pours them out. <laughs> And extrudes we, them. We were just laughing about how in 20 years or in 10 years, we're going to be doing the call-in show 
and some guy is going to call in. It's like, I used to work at Popeye's and these two <laughs> dumb fuckers walked in there right before we were going to close and they asked for a po' boy and I said, po' boy machine's not on and, and then we'll get a big laugh out of like, what a couple of fucking jerks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So that was like that was the other thing they they got back at he he fucking straight up turned around and pointed yeah he at, did like, too he was like this this is all the food we have this is yeah, all you're getting he said basically what you see right here is what you can get it was not very much stuff so we took off and uh, ended up at an IHOP which is IHOP 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 is sad dude is it it was just us and one other grandpa cup yeah bad grandpa's yeah he wasn't the worst grandpa he ate like seven pancakes <laughs> he got a side of a pancake with his hamburger i was so into watching that guy eat he was like <laughs> i should have got three more pancakes yeah. and then his the granddaughter handed him a pancake and he's like i'll eat that pancake and i'm like was, god damn dude somebody ordered an extra and then <laughs> He was like, and they were like, I think grandpa wants one too. And she's like, oh, I guess I will. And he gets another pancake. <laughs> Dude fucking love pancakes. He was going wild for them. <laughs> he couldn't stop. And uh, so that was fun. It was fine. I mean, I tried the Berg. You know, I'm a Berg master. I'm a guy that loves a good burger. So they do the IHOP thing. It wasn't the worst thing. And where I had a burger, it was pretty good. I mean, but IHOP still sucks. It's like. That place is do-do, man. Oh, yeah. They didn't like my experience at all. They made our food, though, in I like mean, it's two stand- and a half Yeah, minutes. it's standard, though. It's that standard that you like. That's true. I mean, it's That's the same true. slop everywhere you go. That's true. Well, Brett, that was really fun. No, I, I know what you mean, man. I do like some of the fast food staples, but, like, I just they're just old to me at this point. Like I Taco Bell is not interesting. I can't believe you have the sauce in your refrigerator. That just fucking blows me away. I'm it's just so generic. It's so fucking generic. I'm a fucking robot, dude. I'm telling you. Like it's the same thing with Reese cups, dude. It's just I've like, had enough. I I ne- There's better I flavors. Never have enough. I understand. They've dude. done better. Justin's? I'm not eating that. No, not Justin's. Justin's is not as better. That only if you want to be more smug about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't oh Reese's, I don't like GMO. Brett cut out Oreos and I'm just I don't like, like how Oreos. Does an American fucking cut out Oreos. I know what they taste like. like how I can are you raised? Because I can literally close my eyes and think about an Oreo and have it the taste in my mouth immediately. <laughs> Me too, but I like to have it. I'm hungry, man. I'm. A, they call no. me Hungry Jack, and I like all. You got to give me something with some love in it, or something that is just better. You don't. Like, I demand more. I demand. Yeah. I have a higher standard now. I like cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah, god damn you. That you know. Yikes! Just the flavors are here, and they're not going anywhere. Is what I'm saying. I mean, they're just they were a little overdone. They're like the Beatles. Yeah. Well, if you do like like if you want to overthrow the government. You're gonna have to probably ensure that some of this stuff is still gonna be around when it's over. Yeah. I know that it's bad, and I know that. <laughs> like, but we can't. We I can't secure a place for cherry cola Oreos though. What they sell? They that. sell those. Yeah, cherry they got like a great key cola. lime Oreos and I had a fireworks Adam, Oreos. I had Adam eat Bren's pizza. Ooh, square yeah. cut pizza. It's one of my favorites. It wasn't the best New kid on the block. version of Bren's, but it was good. And uh, I had Cherry Coke and Dr. Fago, and he went for Dr. Fago because he's just like, I need the authentic 
and a whole authentic Brian Quinn beer. Yeah, what is this like? <laughs> so I got cherry coke because it was two eighty eight a twelve pack one day, and I was like, damn, that's, I'm drinking that caviar this week. Cherry coke, that caviar, yeah, it's one of my favorites. All right, man. Uh, let me just read this real quick because we started something and didn't finish it. Those factors, uh, so um, those factors, which we read a minute ago, have contributed to the United States having a higher level of income inequality and a larger share of low-income residents than almost any other advanced nation. I don't like the word advanced nation. Only Spain and Greece, whose economies have been ravaged by the Eurozone crisis, have more households earning less than half the nation's median income. Wow. An indicator that unusually large numbers of people are either poor or close to being poor. I don't know how you get close to being poor. Like, it's like, well, yeah, you're, you're actually Brett is probably I would consider close like because if something bad something, happens, well, yeah, crumble. Like, you're one second away from getting a payday advance. You're one bad thing away. No, you know? when my wife was losing her job, I was in disaster mode. Yeah, no, I understand. But uh, here, here's the thing. Joblessness may be low in the United States and employers may be hungry for new hires, but it's also strikingly easy to lose a job here. An average of one in five employees lose or leave their jobs each year, and 23.3% of workers ages 15 to 64 had been in their job for a year or less in 2016, higher than all but a handful of countries in the study. So it is as precarious. How many? 53? What was the number? 23.3%. Oh, God, I think it's 53. One in five employees lose or leave their yeah, job that each is, year is like a ridiculously high. It just shows yeah, there's like no coming stability. To, coming to get you. Yeah, there's just no stability. Not, like, none of these jobs are fucking stable anymore. They can just dump you anytime they want, and that's what no, they're doing. I mean, it's all scrambling. And once again, I mean, this gets painted as like, oh, millennials just don't want to own homes. And it's like, they love to bounce around. And it's like, no, we're just desperate for the, something that provides enough to make it, you know? Yeah. The United States and Mexico are the only countries in the entire study that don't require any advance notice for individual firings. The U.S. ranks at the bottom for employee projection, even when mass layoffs were taken into consideration as well, despite the 1998 Workers Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act requirements that employers give a notice 60 days before a major plant closing or layoff. So I guess they get around that by just firing people. You don't have to give them any notice. I guess in other countries, you have to give somebody notice when you're going to fire them. Sure. Which sounds alien to me. And well, that's what my United wife States. got. My yeah, wife got true. that. And that was, um, I mean, that's rare. But I mean, living through it, I have to say it makes complete fucking sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like, I mean, you got a couple months here. Figure something out. You know, it ain't going to be here. Yeah, in the United States, it tends to be more of like you're on probation. And true. That is so true. You're drag- for a month and a half, and then they can fire you. That's how you know you're leaving. That's right. how they get around, like, giving you any notice, I guess. Is just true, true. Once they put you on probation, you're like We done. told you. Yeah, you're We done. told you if you were two minutes late again, you were out the door. Yeah. So even when here's something we've talked about a lot on this show too, even when Americans do find another job, their earnings don't recover. After four years, displaced workers are still about 6% behind their peers in terms of annual earnings. In countries such as Finland and Denmark, workers more or less recover completely over that time period. Oh God. Yeah. But so what do they do that? But what kind of racism do they have to do to get that? Yeah, that's always when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but they're all, that's like a real. Like a purity death cult yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, nihilist DJs. Yeah, yeah, no thanks, man. No thanks to those cultures. But yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to get it, get, get that in here because it's something we talk about a lot and it's, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't know how to get, I mean, I just, I don't think it should bring you down, but it, I think it is what we've always said is a big point of this show is to let people let themselves off the hook in a way where yeah. no, you uh, didn't fuck up. No, you didn't. You know, you are trying hard and you're doing enough and you know, there's just less and less is becoming available. We are missing out on opportunities and we don't have the same amount of value that we had before. You know, I'm not a home. I'm not a homeowner and I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that. You know, like I don't want to ho- own a homie. I'm not, I'm not a guy that wants to own a home. But like a lot of people do, and they feel like outcasts. That's everything. That get to yeah. Everything's tied to it. Yeah, not me, man. Yeah, I don't want to own nothing. I want to fucking be able to leave. You don't like ever a- own it, anyways, man. They can no. take it whenever they want. If you don't pay taxes on it, then they take Eminent take it domain. too. They come and get you. They can just say that we want to build a fucking exit ramp right here. <laughs> you lost it, motherfucker. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. We are the number one anarcho, the number cute. one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Like I said before, you can find us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play. Two times a week, we put out a show. If that's not enough, we have a bonus show on Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com. It's a website where you can support podcasts you like. District Sentinel has a Patreon. Consider. You know, giving money to them so they can continue what they do. Uh, we offer a digital copy of our zine. That's exclusive writing and content from listeners and friends of the show for just $3 a month. Uh, and then you can get it sent to your house for $8 a month. It's that easy. There's even a bonus uh, $12 a month where you get an extra zine. Uh, we have a really cool... Uh, we're doing... I, I got this exclusive special edition print of a wrestling and prison appellation zine, Brian. Nice. Those someone, are like all of my relative in, relevant interests. Yeah, someone hooked me up and I got a hold of them and they they're going to do a special red edition for Street Fight listeners. So that's coming uh along with the copyright criminals coloring book for the June reward. So that's on the way. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh and if you want to also support what we do. You know, we raised $700. That was all money that came in. I made sure that we paid Nathan and the sound guy and the bar and everybody else. And Brian and I had to eat terrible IHOP and other gross things and pay for gas. So in order to make this show work, we have to do some fucking down and dirty capitalism and sell some goddamn drugs. Hey, let me, let me say something about that though. For all the listeners, we had the fucking absolute, best time on the road and it reminded us why we liked traveling together and doing stuff so that was a positive right it was we lost it was money a... but it gave us our joy back that's true it was a because we both at different times remarked to each other like it's goddamn fun when it's just me and you yeah screwing around. <laughs> it doesn't make it more enjoyable uh but yeah so we offer cbd products if you don't know what cbd is it's something that used to be in weed and then THC got everybody fucked up and they ignored CBD. But now that they've like fucked around with it in recreational places and doing science on weed, CBD is just like calm you down, anxiety, make you go to bed uh, chemical. 
that you can just eat or we have capsules, we have tinctures, we have terpsilates, all kinds of different stuff over at store.streetfireradio.com. Um, our other favorite, uh, what Brian and I call a thinking herb, is uh, kratom. It's powdered leaf that gets your fucking mind right and uh, makes you feel great. Uh, comes in red, green, white, and yellow. All have different properties. Uh, we offer a sampler for just $20 over on the Street Fight website, store.streetfireradio.com, 100 grams of Kratom uh, sampler pack for 20 bucks. So if you're interested, check it out. We also offer kilos. We can be your number one supply for Kratom. No more Lutzine Kratom. Patreon kicked us out. So we are the plug when it comes to your thinking herbs. Thank you for supporting the show and what we do. We're going to continue this spreading this mess across the U.S. Oh, yeah, we're also going to come to the Midwest. Uh, Brian and I got tickets for All In on September 1st, and we're going to leave from – we're going to do a live show in Chicago. I talked to Ambra from Season of the Bitch. I think that's going to happen as well. And we are going to depart from there to Minneapolis – from Minneapolis to Des Moines, from Des Moines to Kansas City, and from Kansas City to St. Louis, somewhere in the September 2nd to September 10th range. I don't have all of that nailed down. If you know of any venues in those places that we you think we should perform, you can send an email to streetfightradio at gmail.com. I would love to get a list of places and uh, start barking up those trees and we can make that happen. Uh, we've also looked into getting this West Coast tour happening october november somewhere in the fall expect us seattle portland san fran la i'm gonna get tattooed by uh dog punk the guy that did the uh wrestling tour poster the one in new york that we did with kath and rachel so uh lots of exciting things happening in street fire radio world please stay tuned Find us on social media. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Brian is on Twitter. He's at Murder Brian. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, at Brett Payne, B-R-E-T-T-P-A-I-N. Colin shows back this week, and who knows if we're going on tour how many more of those, <laughs> how many more in a row you're going to get. So be there. Yeah, I have a vacation, too. I'm going on at the beginning of August, but this Sunday we are taking your calls also, July 31st, it's a Tuesday, so please get a half day for that Wednesday. Columbus, Ohio, Ace of Cups, $5, going away party for Grove City, Erica. Peace. Nowhere to go And when I leave I'll be singing the song Summer
through the snow to a bar where there's no one I know. Drink slow, drink slow with nowhere to go.